You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 15, What to Do When You Get That Urge to Binge. Welcome everyone, I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and Author, Cookie Rosenblum, and today we're going to explore how to stop a binge, so let's jump in and get started. First, thank you, thank you to all of you who are kind enough to leave me a review on iTunes. It is tremendously appreciated. And I'm really happy that you're back with me today and that you're finding these little coaching sessions useful. We're exploring all aspects of how to lose weight, how to stop eating emotionally, and how to bust through your binges. And underneath all those subjects is the goal of freeing up your energy so that you're not obsessing about your weight and what you did or didn't eat, and then you're able to use that energy to create a wonderful life, which is what we all want. Now, if you're not a binge eater and you just habitually eat too much or you eat whenever you might feel an uncomfortable emotion, I want you to listen and substitute whichever issue you're dealing with. Because all eating that's above and beyond what you need for hunger is still a habit. It's a thought habit, and you can still treat it in the same way that we treat binge eating. So first, I want to go over the basic steps for dealing with a binge. Now, these steps are what I use with my private clients, and they are from my colleague and friend, Catherine Hansen's two books, Brain Over Binge and Brain Over Binge Recovery Guide. So if you have not already listened to our discussion, maybe you should go back when we're finished and listen to episode eight. But she has five steps. I'm going to talk about them as an overview now, and then I'm going to tell you how to actually get yourself to do them. So step number one, when you get an urge, I want you to view the urge to binge as neurological junk. As soon as you get that urge that's kind of pushing you into the temptation of giving in to eat large quantities of food because the urge is so uncomfortable, I want you to try immediately to just label it as neurological junk. It's just a brain habit. Number two, you're going to separate your higher brain from the urges to binge. The higher brain is what represents the real you. It's the you that always wants the best for you. The urges come from your lower brain and they're kind of animalistic. They're simply habitual. They're not necessarily in your best interest. And most importantly, they don't really have any meaning. So number three, stop reacting to the urges to binge. You'll get it. You'll see it for what it is. You'll understand where it comes from. And then you're at a crossroads and you have a choice of whether to give in to that urge or to simply notice that it's happening. Stop reacting to it. Don't get upset. Don't get mad that it's happening. And number four, stop acting on it. So number three, you're going to stop reacting to it emotionally. And number four, you're going to stop taking action on that urge. Now, 
If you're successful in doing that, and believe me, eventually you will be, then number five is I want you to get excited about being able to dismiss the binge urges because all emotion makes that habit in your brain stronger. So if you react in a negative way, that's going to make it stronger. If you don't do it and you react in a positive way, that's going to reinforce that urge not being acted on. So it will fade away. Now, one of the problems that my clients complain of is this. They think that the steps are not supposed to be challenging. You know, they sound so simple. They think that they should be easy. They understand it intellectually. And a lot of people have read Catherine's books and they've heard her story. So they think that it should be a one-time thing. You know, you see it, you understand it, and then that's it forever. Your binging is finished. Catherine was in her 20s when she discovered the brain science that explained the binges. And soon after reaching her understanding, she was able to stop responding to those urges. The reality is, though, if you've been binging for many years, it may be a more challenging road, but it's definitely still totally doable. When you feel the urge, understand it. It doesn't mean that it means anything at all. Just know what it is, where it comes from, why it keeps coming back. So if you know what it is, why does not following that urge feel so hard? It feels hard because it's practiced. I'm going to say that a lot of times in this podcast because I want you to get used to it as the truth. And I want you to be able to say it to yourself whenever that urge comes up. Think about this. If you have a routine of washing up and brushing your teeth each night, 99% of the time, if you don't do that, it's going to feel odd. It's going to feel wrong. If you have a habit of turning your car blinkers on before you make a turn, 99% of the time, you're going to want to do that because you have created habits. And so if your brain gives you the signal that you need to binge for any reason whatsoever, it's still meaningless, even if it feels really strong. It only feels strong because you have practiced it. So it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. But I want to ask you this, so what? It's only uncomfortable because you're trying to do what's new. The fact that it's uncomfortable also doesn't mean that you have to do anything about it. The goal is to dismiss the urge, not to feel anxiety or pain about it, but the reality is the urge is so conditioned that we are so uncomfortable, we literally feel like we need to be restrained not to give in. These are just more thoughts. Your mind can't make you do anything without the cooperation of your prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that controls your executive decision-making abilities and your voluntary muscle movements. So as strong as it feels, you still literally cannot be forced to get out of your chair against your will. It feels strong because your brain has created a strong path. 
the feeling of being helpless feels real because it is a real feeling. But where it comes from, the story that created it, that is not real. So that real strong feeling that makes you feel like you absolutely must get up and get food, that command is not real. It's not a real desire from the real you who wants what's best for you. It's only a real feeling produced by an old brain habit. You've been so many times before that your brain thinks you need to do it now. So I want you to think of it as a suggestion, not a command. And even if it feels like a command, that still doesn't mean you need to follow it because you are the one who is creating the command, but you're creating it from false information. If you heard a noise in the night, you might be urged to call 911, right? But if you explored what was happening and you found that something maybe shifted in a closet and that caused the noise, you'd abort your call to 911. You'd hang up because nothing was actually happening. But your mind went into survival mode and it suggested the best thing you could do in the situation. But then with more information, you adjusted the suggestion from your mind. With the urge to binge, you get the suggestion and you know there's no reason for you to follow it. It's not in your best interest. It's just an old suggestion. So you adjust the message, you see it for what it is, and you move on. And importantly, you don't have to get upset. You don't have to get frustrated. Nothing's wrong. And being upset that you're getting the urge only strengthens it. Now, why do the messages keep coming? The messages keep coming because you created a pathway in your brain that makes it easy for your brain to go to that route even when it's not needed. So the question I get all the time is, why was Catherine able to see what was happening and stop responding to the urges that she got? Why was she able to do that so quickly after she understood it? Well, the answer is, who knows? We can't really get into someone's brain and figure out what was happening. But this is what I know for sure. Her method works, and it doesn't matter if you don't get it instantly, or if it takes months, because it's about a deep understanding, a true seeing of what's happening in your brain while it's happening. Now, maybe you do get it instantly intellectually, and you see it, but now you still need time to put it into action and practice it. One of the biggest things to remember is that whenever we give lots of emotion to anything, it will stick with us. So if we get an urge and we get upset, that urge will stay strong and it will keep coming back more and more often. If we get the urge and we wait for it to pass without being upset that we're having it, it will fade away faster. It will be less intense and eventually it will come less often And if it comes, it will come in a more quickly recognizable form. You'll see it for what it is, and you will be able to treat it accordingly. It's uncomfortable to start to dismiss the urges to binge, just as any habit you want to change would be. And so 
you need to go through that discomfort to show yourself that you can survive it without acting on it and making it stronger. There's a book that I really like by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. It's called The Tools. It's not particularly about eating. It's a group of psychological tools that they developed to help you have different perspectives of your most common problems. And one of their tools is called the reversal of desire. The authors are both psychologists and they describe how we typically run away in fear when we see an area of pain in our life. And instead, what they advise is that we actually run toward the pain. I know that does not sound comfortable to you and not what you would expect. But if you're in a situation where an urge to binge comes up, instead of cringing and fear and dread and failure, I'm suggesting that you welcome it. Welcome the urge as a time to practice exactly what you want to do, which is to get through the urge without following it. They encourage their clients to literally say something like this, an urge? Great, bring it on. I can handle this. It's just a brain blip. I don't have to do anything. And this is one more chance to practice and get through it. And you'll be one step closer to helping those urges fade away. Because the more chances you have to practice not responding to your urges, the better. The pain, the discomfort you'll feel, they'll bring you closer and closer to having those urges fade away. But you do have to go through some discomfort to get there. You're always in control of what you do, but you need to be able to step back and see what's happening to be able to see that this is true. When you think something, you think it's you. You just think this is real. This is the truth. But the truth is you are just a person having a thought. And so it is with the urges to binge. You're just a person having these thoughts. And you've practiced these thoughts so much, they feel like a command over which you have no control. But you do. You do have control over all of it. And you just need to stand back. Don't run from the discomfort and don't get emotional that you have it, but just try to see what's happening. You're a woman who is having a thought about binging. That's it. It's just a thought. And a thought, remember, is just a sentence in your mind. It holds no power over you. But your thoughts do create your feelings, your emotions. So it's understandable why you feel out of control. But your thought is wrong. It's just a story. You are always in control. And when you don't respond to the urge, you're giving your brain the message that you don't need that thought. The tools say that your experience of pain changes relative to how you react to it. So let's try to apply that. If you feel an urge coming and you think, oh no, here it is again. What's wrong with me? Why does this keep happening? I can't do this. I'm out of control again. Then by saying those things inside your head, you're creating the feelings of dread, pain, fear, hopelessness, and you're going to be really likely to just give in. But if you feel an urge coming, 
and you think, hmm, that's interesting. I'm getting an urge to binge. I'm not sure why that part of my brain thinks I need this right now. I definitely don't. I'm just going to sit and allow myself to watch it pass. It can't hurt me because after all, I created it. I'm just going to let it go. And when you do that, know that this is one more opportunity to practice sitting with those urges. I know that you don't want pain or discomfort. I know that. I don't either. But if you keep avoiding it, you keep it alive. If you want to shrink it, you need to face it and turn the light on it and see it for what it is. It's just a misplaced urge to help you that's no longer helpful. This is going to help you master your fear of the urge. And the goal will be to know. I want you to really know deep in your being that moving toward that urge and facing it and getting through it is the way to shrink the urge, shrink the pain, and strengthen the part of you that acts in your own best interest. I know how much you want to avoid the urge. And some people think you should avoid things that trigger the urges. But if you've binged before, you know that what starts out as a response to a trigger ends up developing into many, many triggers. And eventually, that urge to binge comes more and more frequently, and you can't even see what logically could have triggered it. So avoiding triggers simply doesn't work. I say, bring it on. Let those urges come and pass through you without the fear and the pain about them. The fear and the pain are optional. You always get to choose your emotions once you get good at seeing the thoughts that create them. Also know that even though you may hate the times you binge, and you may hate the feeling the next day, and hate the process of giving in and binging, it's still familiar, and familiar is easier than unknown and new. And so it may appear that it's easier to give in and follow the urge and binge versus watch the urge pass through you and not follow it. It's only easier in the sense that it's a known habit. And that's the thing about habits. They're always easier than having to think something through each time. It's like driving. You don't have to consciously think about all the steps you go through when you sit in a car and turn it on for a drive. Each step follows the previous step because you've practiced it so many times. But when you're driving and you need to take a new route to go to a new destination, it may feel painful that you have to pay such close attention to what you're doing or you'll go where you usually go by default. That's happened to me many times when I almost ended up often at the local ice rink because my girls used to skate almost daily. So on the days I wasn't going there, I had to really make myself pay close attention or I'd end up halfway to the ice rink on days when there was no skating. So paying attention is key and not getting upset that the urges keep coming for now. Of course they'll come. That's how you inadvertently programmed your brain. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. And now, step by step, you will unlearn that program and you will replace it. That's it for now for binge eating, but lots more to come. So I hope that you will keep coming back. 
But before we end, a couple of quick little things. First, I want to remind you that if you haven't already signed up to get a free downloadable copy of my book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss, go to the show notes and click on the link to download the book. It will help you with all the subjects we're talking about here. And don't forget to check the show notes for something brand new that I have for you. We've created a brand new group called Weight Loss Made Real, the Freedom Group. I called it the Freedom Group because that's what we all want. Freedom from obsessing about our weights, our eating, our bodies, and beating ourselves up when we're not perfect. Check the show notes or go to weightlossmadereal.com forward slash group. And you can learn all about how to get coaching from me and support from a wonderful group of women just like you. This is an ongoing coaching group. It will help you take a step to get even more than you're getting from these podcast coaching sessions. If you'd love to work with me, but you're just not ready to make the commitment to one-on-one coaching, then this coaching group was created by me for women just like you. You'll get more personalized answers to your questions and live coaching with me on the phone and a 24-7 supportive and very private forum with women like you. So click on weightlossmadereal.com forward slash group and learn more and join us. This is your coach, Cookie, reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. Because the truth is, it's not so much about what you eat, but more about why you eat. I will see you next week.